Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. I'm your host, Daniel Lawson, and today in our study of Ephesians 6, 10-20, we're going to be studying everyday warfare. But before we dive in, I do want to make a big announcement, and that is that we are going to be changing the structure of how we release episodes. And I know, I mean, I have been doing the same schedule for... I, I don't even know. It's like two two years. I, it's been a while. But we are changing things up. And what we're doing actually might be three years, honestly, because I started in 2020. But anyways, what we're going to be doing now is I have reached the point that I have enough episodes where I can start doing reruns. Like I, It's to the point where I don't think it'll get old for you. So, what we're going to be doing now is, since I'm in college, you know, it's a little bit more of a workload that I have, and I can't commit to making two episodes a week, every week, because, you know, it might be exam week, and there's just a lot of unknown with my college schedule. So, what I'll be doing is every, every Monday and Friday, just like normal, you will have reruns, okay, so it's... You know, we'll go from a series that we did where there's First John, Isaiah, Judges, um, and maybe a year from now we'll go back to Ephesians. I don't know. We'll do reruns. And then every other Wednesday, there will be new episodes. So that way, you know, it's not just old Daniel's squeakier young voice. You know, we'll get new episodes. So that way, you will, I, you'll actually be getting more content this way than you were before. So it's a little bit of an adjustment. There might be times where I reference, you know, events that at the time were current, but that's just the way things go. And in this, I want to do this so that the library of content that we have stays relevant and stays useful and so that it best serves you and it best serves my ability to, you know, do what I'm there to do at college, which is learn and to um, get the degree that I need. So, if you have any questions, again, you can email me at daniel at adoptedbelievers.com. But I'm really excited for what God has in store for ABP. But, let's get back to this episode. So, the passage reads... Ephesians 6, 10-20. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. 
To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. So in this passage, it's probably a familiar passage to you, we are going to be seeing what it means to fight for God's kingdom through the strength that we have both externally and internally. So, as we fight, we need to know what our objective is. And I have three things that we see. The first is exalting God above all things. Where do I get that? Well, the theme of Ephesians is walking worthy of our calling, and we are to walk worthy. When we do that, that's all about God's glory. The reason that we walk worthy is to give glory to our high calling, to Jesus Christ. We glorify Him through obedience. That is our first objective, is to give God honor. That is why we were created. In Isaiah, we see that God made His people for His own glory. We are we exist so that God's greatness might be known. Our second objective is saving souls. That's the last command that Jesus gave, is to go and make disciples. And look at the end of this passage. Pray, and Paul says, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Paul was extremely concerned with saving souls. He knew that his job in life was to kickstart the church so that the church could make disciples, could grow and spread and give salvation to the world from sin. And finally, our third objective is joy in Jesus Christ. Joy in Jesus Christ. A worthy walk is a walk of joy. When we are trusting Jesus Christ for all our needs, when we are looking to Him in whatever season we are in, we receive true and lasting joy. That's how we are strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. That's what we're fighting for. And so our second question is, what is our enemy? We've seen what our objective is, to exalt God, to save souls, and to have joy in Christ. But what's our enemy? Well, our first enemy is Satan. And this one is obvious. Satan, the father of lies, is against God. He is opposed to God and his will. You can go all the way back to the Garden of Eden in Genesis 3, where he takes the form of a serpent and he deceives Adam and Eve into sinning and into rebelling against God. And he obviously is not asleep. He is not like, oh, darn it. Jesus died for sin, so I guess I better just quit now. No, he wants to prevent as many people as he can from experiencing the joy that Jesus offers. And he wants to keep as many non-believers as he can in rebellion towards God. He does not want them to end up in heaven. And it is our job to fight against that so that many people can know the truth of the gospel and believe in Jesus. And another enemy we have is demonic forces in the world. Demons are not, like, mo most Christians would believe, you know, 
that, yeah, there's demons in the Bible. But for some reason, we act like they went into hibernation after the year 100 AD. Like, demons did not go away. Now, they certainly changed their strategy as times change and as cultures change. Now we see that demons often hide themselves so that people are atheistic. You know, there's a great song by Keith Green. Now, I'm not a huge fan of his voice, I'm sorry. But he is a fantastic writer, songwriter. And what he did was, he wrote a song called, darn, I forget the name of the song. But the point of the song was, you know, it was written as if Satan was talking. And he was rejoicing because no one believes in him anymore. And, you know, at first it makes no sense. Like, why would, be, why would Satan be glad that no one believes in him? Well, when no one believes in Satan and no one believes in demonic activity, like there's no, almost like there's no need for God. And you end up with just these people who are purely materialistic. People who are purely cannot see the spiritual at all. And so when no one believes in demons, Satan is pleased because he now can act and almost no one watches out for him. No one watches out for demonic activity. But yet we see how sin is promoted in this world. How what is wrong is preached as what is right. And there are demonic forces that attack your heart. While believers cannot be possessed by demons, we certainly face attack and temptation from demons. It is not for no reason that Satan says, not that Satan says, that Paul says, excuse me, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil. If we stopped wrestling, that's not because demons stopped existing. It's because we are living in disobedience. It is because of our disobedience that we are not obeying and that we're not wrestling. It's not because they've stopped. So what's our defense? We know our objective, we know our enemy. What is our defense? First and foremost, the Lord and the power of his might. That's what we see in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. We must be going to God, seeking strength from his word. And I'll get to this later, but prayer. We must be must know that our strength does not come from ourselves. It comes from God Almighty. Secondly, we have the whole armor of God. And I don't have time to dive into detail, but it is a great study to go through the whole armor of God and see what defenses we have. And finally, we have prayer. Prayer is a sure defense. Jesus talked about prayer tons in his ministry and it is just a neglected discipline because we spend our time worrying and figuring out how we can solve problems, but never giving our problems to the one who created all things. So what we've seen today is that as we fight, we fight for God's kingdom through the strength that we have externally and internally. Our objective is exalting God above all things, saving souls and joy in Christ. Our enemy is Satan. And demonic forces both in this world abroad and that attack your heart. And finally, we have a defense. We have the Lord and the power of his might and the work he's done for us on the cross. 
We have the armor of God that shields us from Satan's attacks. And we have prayer as we ask God for help. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. If you haven't already, go to our website, adoptedbelievers.com. You can find podcasts, articles, and other cool resources. Email me any questions you have at daniel at adoptedbelievers.com. And if you, another thing you can do to help us out is to leave a review. It is a helpful thing that just helps with the, you know, the algorithms and all the boring technological stuff. But without further ado, I'm going to see you all next time. Thank you.